Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Cowan and I am joined by El Fakador Laurie Blaine. Hello. Hello, sir. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very very well. So it's an exciting time for, for you in uh, the, the land of WrestleTalk because yes. you are in the office a lot more now. I am in the office a lot more now. Five days of the week. Five whole days a week yeah. now. Almost we as if it's a, it's a full-time thing. <laughs> Almost as if it's wow. a job. It's crazy. It's crazy. So how, I mean, you're now in day four of this. How, yeah. how has it been for you? I don't like working five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I don't like it. Yeah. You said this to me on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been well, I've been freelance for four years, and I have done mostly four days maximum work a week. But then, obviously, in the freelance world, sometimes you just do two weeks of nonstop work. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I have a lot of free time, and I'm quite used to that. So yeah. having a routine mm. is that what they call it? These <laughs> days? I don't. I don't know. Having one of those is difficult. Like yeah. um, getting used to it. You know, getting my head in the game. But I'm sure. Give me two weeks. You'll be. You'll I'll be, be fine, on the ball. Yeah. I'll be like. I know where I get my breakfast from. I know Ooh. where to buy coffee. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, nice. Look at me. I've got lunch. <laughs> I bought Tupperware. In your face, man. Yeah, I know. I bought a lot of Tupperware in this week. Yeah. Uh, what do you th- where do you think you're going to get breakfasts and coffees from? Well, I like Hackney Wick Coffee, which is around the corner. Mm. Uh, or, is that Herc? Well, yes, Herc. So they, it's called Hackney Wick Coffee, and the logo is HWK. Oh, that's right, yes. But it is stylized in such a way that it looks like it says Herc. And yeah. the guys inside are also... I think Swedish. Mm-hmm. So you read the words Herc, you talk to the guys inside who are Swedish, and you think, what is this word Herc? Is it like fika? Is it like, you know, yeah. does, it, does it mean like breakfast coffee? <laughs> well, yeah. you, you say it to him, it's like, no, it's Hackney Wick coffee. It's like, damn. Damn. Inadvertently racist again. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I've, I've searched for Herc Swedish and it's come up with nothing. If no. anything, it's come up with an image from Far Cry 4. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't come up with the Swedish chef. No, Herc uh, Deluxe Package from Far Cry 4 is the uh, what's come up mostly. There you go. So, um, yes, it's lovely having you around. Oh. I've not actually been to uh, Hackney Wick Coffee or Herc, as it's, Herc, yeah. as it's colloquially known. Yeah, because I'm not getting off at Hackney Wick anymore. I'm getting off at Stratford and walking oh, across. Oh, are you? I should walk across, really. I waste it, a lot of time at Stratford Station. 
Yeah, well, that's what I started to figure. So I thought I'm just going to start walking from Stratford, mm. and I'm, I'm enjoying it a little bit more. More podcast time, um, but, and I, I've got to try and not walk through Strat uh, for Westfield though. Yes, that's do, the key. Because you do pass a Greg's, and if you manage to avoid <laughs> going past the Greg's, where they've now got their delicious vegan sausage roll, which I've only had one of. But you walk past there and you're like, it's the cube. No, the cube's too big. I'm not going to that. <laughs> it's fine. I've managed to avoid Greg's. You walk past there. Then they've got the Mackey D's there, which what? I'm not massively keen on anyway, but still. But when you've already passed Greg's. But when you've already passed Greg's and you've got like the smell of you've gone from You've gone from the ninth circle of hell yeah. further down. Exactly. You're descending. Yeah. And so you go get past that. Thankfully, if you walk on the right-hand side, that's way on the left. So that's quite easy to avoid. Mm. But then if you stand on the right side, you walk past Costa. Uh, with its very tempting cheese toasty that it has of a morning mm, which is basically like eating a pizza that it has upon the morning <laughs> from the Jew they make <laughs> they collect the Jew from the buds in the morning to make delicious coffee yep exactly so you, and they're tempting to go in there and get a cheese toasty mm. and a vanilla latte um, so it's it's a it's a minefield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if you're in a shopping centre that's trying to tempt you into buying things. It's a good job I stay downstairs. There's yeah. a bloody um, there's the Millie's upstairs. Oh. Where you um, what they call what they called pretzels. Mm. Got to try and avoid those as well. What did you have for breakfast? Cookies. Uh, <laughs> today I had a bourbon biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast today I had a bourbon biscuit. They're free. Ah, They're free here, here, here yeah. in the office. That's so it. I just have a bourbon biscuit. The discerning customer. <laughs> uh, Yali, whatever's free. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much. I'll have my bowl of cornflakes in the morning, <laughs> and then I'm going to have a bourbon biscuit when I get into work. Holly, whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah, I'll have a bourbon biscuit unless some idiot has filled up the bowl with nice biscuits. The biscuits oh, that no one will eat. Having to wade through other biscuits to get to the biscuit you want is. Yeah. It's the worst thing. Why would you do? Oh, I don't understand cookie why jars. Would you do I don't that? get it, man. Yeah, and I think that like biscuit clearly... tin is the thing, isn't it? Because mm. biscuit, biscuit tin, comparative biscuit tin. Yeah, exactly. Comparative to cookie jar, wider base, much easier to find the biscuit you want because you shake the tin. Yep. And the biscuits reveal themselves, like panning for gold. Like you just, Sometimes they just you just jump up. you just pan for you pan for the bourbon, and the bourbon <laughs> appears. <laughs> It's or the, it's the, the principle the Wild cream. West was founded on. Exactly. You, you might be looking for a Cor uh, Corbin. <laughs> looking for a Baron Corbin. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> a Corbin biscuit. And then all of a sudden, a custard cream jumps up. And you're like, oh, actually, mm. now that's it. I've changed my mind. There you go. And I'm almost certain that our office manager has taken note of the fact that because he used to buy multi-packs yes. that came with Bourbon biscuits, nice biscuits, custard creams, and... I think like a plain digestive mm. and essentially people will just open up the four packs take out the custard creams and the bourbons fill those up and then just put the nice and the digestives back in the cupboard just in the bin and so, <laughs> straight in the bin so the cupboard ends up just being full of like columns of nice biscuits and digestives they were plain digestives right yeah plain digestives are the worst biscuits of all time pointless Plain digestives is like uh, it's like, like it's, like, it's like repurposed cardboard isn't it it's just like <laughs> You know, like all like, reclaimed chicken, that yeah. kind of thing. And so there was just like these stacks of them. So now when I checked the uh, cupboards yesterday, there are now just packs of bourbon biscuits and packs of custard creams. So I was like, ah, ah this a, man has taken notes. He's learning. He is learning. He's like Skynet. He yeah. is learning. I wonder what the American listeners <laughs> think of this, because I don't know if you have custard creams or bourbons. Or, or, or Baron Corbins. Yeah, or Baron Corbins <laughs> or well, when we Gary Baldies. <laughs> or... <laughs> well, when we went to 90, yeah. The, the building 
building next door for the sharing breakfast on a Wednesday. Do you know what they've got over there? What? Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. They've got bloody Jammy Dodgers in their biscuit oh, jar. Where's our Jammy they're Dodgers? They're paying the higher rates. Uh, aren't they just? Yeah, to well, be that slightly closer to the station. <laughs> <laughs> to be one door yeah, closer. To be one door closer to the station. To you both also, you, and Hackney. Yeah, you also get Jammy Dodgers. Yeah. You also don't have to walk past the tempting Turkish fan outside selling its uh, halloumi wraps. Oh, like, I feel like a lot of your walks places are... There's more podcast time and also all the food all tempts the, me. Exactly. <laughs> Luke comes in with 500 things he's bought every day. Well, I, I do think it is psychosomatic as well. Like, I, I, Or I've convinced myself of something. Because like I might, I've might, i had like a cheese toasty from Costa. Nom, 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 nom. Mm. And now when I get off the tube, my brain goes like, ah, cheese toasty time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, my yeah. che- so my brain goes cheese toasty time and yeah. then my stomach goes like I could do with a cheese toasty you know my but brain does really, that all the, yeah. I don't I just think that I do yeah you definitely don't I definitely don't don't, me corn don't need a cheese toasty have a cornflake have one cornflake bring a banana eat the banana when you arrive yeah See, you're already in the routine man you're this, already yeah, that's what I've been doing you're better at this than I am already I'm good at eating that's, yeah. what can I say Sorry, this is a very rambly intro. It's <laughs> a lot of talk about the the finer points of getting into work. I often sorry think, everyone. I often think if people like if this is their first podcast, like what is this podcast yeah. that I have stumbled? They upon? said they were reviewing NXT. NXT. I was sucked in by the yeah. title of Have yeah, They yeah. Called Up the what Wrong you, what People? What you've missed is it's NX comma T T E A. Lovely. And sometimes coffee, <laughs> depending on if the filter's done. Uh, but anyway, let's crack on with the NXT review. We're going to be talking about those NXT call-ups that were announced just before Christmas. And were they the right ones? Here's the show. Where? I mean, this was a fine show. Mm. Yeah. Fine. Fine is how I would describe it. A, a good three out of five show. Um, it kind of finds itself sort of sandwiched nicely this week. Because SmackDown was really, really great. Mm-hmm. And Raw was really, really bad. Yeah. So this finds itself very nicely just sort of in the centre of that. Well, this is this is just a very nice placeholder episode of NXT. Yeah. And I mean, because the NXT brand also, like, extends now beyond just NXT America. There's NXT UK. They've got a takeover coming up. This weekend? Yes, yeah, this Saturday. It's this weekend. So we like it was next Saturday. Yeah, I think there's a bit of like we can park this NXT for a bit. Yeah. They've got a thing in two weeks' time that's going to be really big. Slow build to that. This is the more important NXT to talk about. Yes, I would certainly say so. Um, if you are wondering if we're going to be doing NXT UK t- uh, takeover Blackpool <laughs> predictions, we are. In fact, you can hear Ollie and I do our predictions in the podcast intro of the Saturday Wrestle Ramble because we've already recorded that. We were meant to do it in the video forgot and then I said oh actually we should probably do the predictions professional <laughs> we should probably do the predictions now whereas you are just writing yours down yeah I'm just going to put them on a on a tick list yep put them on a little post-it note give oh, it to okay. Randy Datsun maybe I'll tweet them Who knows? <laughs> I won't I won't tweet them realistically but anyway so on this episode of NXT it kind of like I was thinking about this while I was watching this show and sort of on my tube ride in mm. while I was playing Phoenix Wright um the NXT, yes, lots of pointing, lots of objections. Bloody love Phoenix, right? I've, I've played through those first three games, really about ten times mm. each, on various different platforms. I've done it on uh, on uh, DS. Uh, I've done it on, and now I'm doing it on my iPad. I've just done it on various different. Well, places. Have you ever played the Ghost Detective game that came out? Yes, as well. I did actually. Yeah, is, I played that Ghost, Is it called Ghost Detective? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that was actually mm. I really enjoyed. You can get on your I phone. Did, it's pretty good. I didn't play Apollo Justice. 
Um, which I, I started playing, but I never finished. And I didn't play the uh, the Professor Layton crossover either, uh. or any of the Edgeworth spin-offs. But like that, those first three Phoenix Wright games, mwah, perfection. Anywho, so I was thinking about this on my tube ride in. You can tell how hard I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> to pretend, uh, protect Mayor Faye and Defender. Um, I, I was thinking about the WWE, have they're doing this big on their way to WWE. Yes. You know, they, it was announced when the McMahons <coughs> returned and said, we're ushering in a new era of WWE, we're listening to the fans, etc., etc." And then they've just made a load of what I would call empty promises. Yeah. They, these are the emptiest of empty promises. Video, video packages to nowhere. Pointless. Yes. Pointless promises they've made, which were, we're doing some NXT call-ups, which by all reports they were going to do anyway mm. these were already these were just the six names they were going to call up regardless they were just now we're just announcing announcing it big mm. air quotes for podcast listeners early but we actually have no plans for their debuts yes so that is an empty promise it's a hollow mm. promise uh, women's tag team belt hollow promise nothing's come back from that uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are returning Hollow promise because nothing has ever come off of it, mm. and they've, they've made no mention of it since. So it was just a lot of empty. I feel nonsense. like a week before Sami Zayn had just had sur- double soul- <laughs> like double shoulder surgery, and he was like pictured with all this stuff yeah. as well. I was like he's coming back, yeah, like eventually. I imagine yeah. he currently can't use his arms. So and Meltzer and and Brian Alvarez talked about this on Wrestling Observer Radio on on their Raw review after this this new era episode of Raw when they announced these names. So they announced Heavy Machinery, EC3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, and Lars Sullivan, who had already mm-hmm. been previously announced. He's just kept busy lurking. And the kind of, you look at those names, and if, Meltzer made the point, which I, I completely agree with. If you were to say, this is the new era of WWE, we're ushering a new era mm. where we're listening to fans, those names, and as much as I like a lot of them, they would not be high up on that list of, no. like, to make a new era. No, absolutely not. And I, I think that's the thing is I don't I don't think it's necessarily a case that they're calling up the wrong people. No, I think that these these guys were obviously always going to get called up. They were announced as sort of like it's exciting. There's a new draft of talent coming in, but realistically, these specifically are the ones that you're not excited about because the ones that you're excited about are probably going to, but just in a surprising. Like, they're just going to turn up and it's going to be a surprise. And you don't want to spoil that surprise to go like, oh, yeah, Alistair Black's on his way. Because Alistair Black is in a a match for the championship at TakeOver Phoenix. So we can't really spoil the idea that Black's going up to the main roster now. Because he might be. And Mm -hmm. that's that's actually one of the rumours floating around is that he might be. But, you know, if you'd said he is... He's not winning that match at TakeOver, so we no. might as well not have it. I yes. mean, we should definitely have it. But that, like. I suppose that is a kind of a good sort of counter-argument to mm. this. And it's kind of sort of struck me as I was watching this. Like, this opening segment featured Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, Tommaso <coughs> Ciampa, and Alistair Black. And I thought, Craig, you could take one of those four names and say they're coming up to the main roster. Yes. And you're like, well, that's so much more interesting. Nikki Cross, I think, is one that definitely should... She, we said on the NXT in, year in review, mm. she has to be going up to the main roster. Absolutely, yeah. But, like... Ricochet is a much more interesting choice than uh, EC3 or Heavy Machinery or anything like that. And then you sort of look later down the line on this this show where you've got the Undisputed Era and you're like, well, they're a much more interesting choice. Mm. Like if you wanted to make a real impact with this new era, you would have called up actual big names as opposed to, I mean, I love Lacey Evans and all. She, yeah. She's grand. Yes. But is she really going to make a difference? No, but it's very main I, roster. I guess their biggest issue is that it's just that the people who people would be excited about have coming up 
are in very long-term storylines all involving each other. Like those four people that open the show, your Gargano, your Champa, Ricochet and Black, they are all in a thing at the moment, mm-hmm. like all four of them. Ricochet's obviously been added a bit more recently, but he's also a champion. So he can't he can't be said that well, he's Kevin going. Kevin Owens was. Yeah, but Kevin Owens just turned up as champion had a match it wasn't like he's joining the roster and the problem is that doesn't make it, it was, feel like he, it's a he got sorry he, go he, he did sort of come up and sort of started this feud with John Cena yes. while he's NXT champion yes, so there, yes. there is a way to sort of organically put them in as opposed Absolutely, to like yes, yeah. we are announcing these six names well did you see the thing about the Worlds Collide I trademarking did, yes so the, the one there were a couple of readings of that the, the WWE trademarked the name Worlds, Worlds Collide, Collide as like a show yeah um, just ripping off that um IDW comic where Capcom and Sega uh, franchises collided. <laughs> but so there were two. There were a couple of readings of that. One was that it could be like an in, uh, a sort of indie showcase of talent from around the world, worlds colliding, or it could be an NXT versus main roster pay per view. Mm-hmm. That would sounds like the sort of thing I'd love to see, and the sort of thing that would usher in a new era of WWE where Absolutely. NXT isn't treated like it's its own. You know, because even the 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 wording around bringing up these six people has been coming soon to WWE. They're already in WWE. <laughs> NXT is... I'm watching it on the WWE network. I'm pretty sure it's WWE. It's a, yeah. it's a WWE product. Yeah. So let's stop pretending it's its own separate little magical world. It yeah. is obviously its own separate little magical world. It has its own thing. But like, it's cool when people go down and people come up. Like, mm-hmm. And it's cool if they can do that without it having to be you're here forever. Yes. You know, It just makes it more... It makes the whole thing more exciting. Like when Mustafa Ali first turned up on SmackDown... And people weren't sure whether he was going to be a full-time SmackDown roster member. But that first week where people were like, oh, he's also going to be on 205, he's also going to do all this other stuff. Everyone was just like, well, that's cool. Like, It's good to see. Like, We liked when the Cruiserweights were on Raw, mostly. Before Enzo. Well, I was going to say, before <laughs> they, seemed to, they came around with the shovel, going like, well, time to bury you lots. Yes, absolutely. But they're, they're, you know, it's good when you get the, the kind of cross-promotional stuff. Look at the Becky and Ronda stuff. As soon as like someone from SmackDown turned up on Raw, people went nuts because they were like, this is just a thing that we don't see every week. Yeah, This you isn't yeah. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> you and I said this. In sort of like the early days of us doing these NXT mm. reviews, there was an episode with Tony Nese on it. Yes. We were like, and it was one. It was like the best showing that Tony Nese has had in quite some time. Mm. Like, this is great. And like Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, really. We, coming, yeah. in, coming down from the main roster. And it was like, yeah. it was the best. That, it was the most fun I've had watching mm. Tyler Breeze in quite some time well, and they're doing it and they're doing it, it seems to be like it seems to be a thing they're sli- slightly working in because there has been Buddy Murphy put out a tweet uh, and said I think he said actually he said anyone under 205 pounds mm-hmm. come at me like next week open challenge not for the title obviously yep. but anyone under 205 pounds turn up on 205 live and we'll have a match so that is that suggests to me that's not going to be a roster member for 205 Live. That's going to be, you know, well, one for one, Aiden English posted little eyes looking at the, yeah, yeah. you know, the, there's suggestions that there could be different people turning up on these different shows yeah. to get a bit of a surprise, get a bit of hype going. I mean, you just don't see the same matches. While everyone else is occupied on this much higher scale uh, title feuds or long running storylines, chuck in a few random people for a random exhibition match. Everyone leaves happy because you're just like, oh, yeah. look, Tony Nese turned up and had an amazing match. Exactly. What more yeah. do you want? And uh, Drake Maverick uh, also promised new faces to 205 mm-hmm. as well, with actually no announcement of who they are. So you've got to imagine there's probably some of those NXT guys that are going to be moved up to the heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He may as well move um, Hansen from War Raiders. He mm. moves around like Yeah, one. he does. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's. he's 
deceptively agile. So he's, answer- he's cruising weight, though. It's, <laughs> it's not cruiser weight. So to answer the question, are WWE calling up the wrong NXT stars? It kind of goes both ways. In one way, I would say yes, yes. because there are bigger names that you should be calling up mm. before Lacey Evans and EC3 and Heavy Machinery as much as I very much enjoy them uh, as wrestlers and Lars Sullivan's another one like yes. Lars Sullivan I would say you need he would do some more time down in development before he gets caught up to the main roster particularly when you've got like you look at that women's division Ayup Shirai and mm. Kyrie saying there's a, there's a list of names that will be well above Lacey Evans going up yeah Kyrie should have just been on that list straight yeah, away yeah absolutely like, they, were Sh- done, they were Shirai's, done with the whole thing yeah Ayup yeah, Shirai's spectacular like, Mm. She's already Ricochet is way above uh, EC3 getting called. Yes. Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. Like the list goes on and on mm. and on before you get to, and I suppose EC3 as well. Like he'll yeah. eventually get there because he doesn't seem like someone who would go up to the main roster and instantly be into a title picture. No. Grant, uh, granted, Andrade Cianalmas was, and well, look where he is. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good match this week. Well, yeah, he did. He's it, starting to get his push. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe finally. Oh, his first win uh, on TV since August yeah. last year. I just think the dressing up as a uh, Team Rocket that they did <laughs> is probably a bad omen. Because Team <laughs> Rocket, yeah, Team Rocket really don't have good luck. So, yeah, on the one hand, yes, it is the wrong names because mm. there are other names that should be called up before them. But on the other side of that, and to, to a point that you made, which I do agree with, is that... They have announced these six names in a video package that we've now been watching for what feels like two months. I know yes. it's not two months because it was just before Christmas. So really, it's, it's like... It's about a month. It's about a month. Yeah. But even so, it's a month where I've watched it on all the shows and I'm, I'm bloody sick of seeing it now. Because we just feel, it just you could feels, have filmed another thing. It feels empty. It feels yeah. like... It's getting to the point now where they've worn me down and they've essentially told me this video means nothing. Yeah. EC3 could have put his clothes back on. <laughs> and then just, you know, just have a different video package. Have a highlights package of them. Like, oh. A bit more like, you know... Yeah, a bit more pizzazz about it. Yeah. I mean, me and Ollie said this in the, the SmackDown review, which is just like, on week one, you announce, yeah, Lars Sullivan's coming. Mm. Week two, you announce Lacey Evans is coming. Week three, Heavy Machinery. Perfect, week four, yeah. Nikki Cross. Week five, EC3. All of a sudden, you've, you've stretched this mm. out. So these announcements are drip-fed to you rather than just being like, boom, loads of names. Get excited, will you? Yeah. It's, it- and then the following week, same names, still be excited. Yeah, ideally, if you could be really excited you, about these people, if you could people be just as excited as you people were, people were week only one. sort of excited about NXT. <laughs> that'd be really good. So yeah, so I think it goes sort of both ways. Mm. Um, but and at the same time, then I think we said this during one of the NXT reviews as well that the names that you've got in NXT because NXT doesn't draw massive houses when they do mm. their live shows. You know, they're usually typically performing in front of like a hundred people or so. You know, Progress and and Rev Pro draw more numbers than that. Than at your call. So they don't draw big houses. So you've got to keep some of these big names on there, mm. like your Undisputed Eras, like your Rivers, <coughs> like your Lees, like your, you know, some of the Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. You've got to kind of keep these people on the roster in order to attract people to buy them. If you yes. just move those all up, all you're left then with is NXT is built around Lacey Evans mm. and EC3. Kona Reeves. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, Tesco's finest. Kona, Kona Reeves. Reeves. Of course. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget? No, no idea. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The show opened with Johnny Gargano coming out to welcome in the new year. I'm not sure if this is from the new set of tapings. I think it is, but I'm not entirely certain. Because I did have a sort of a skim through the the um, uh, tapings. I was trying to look for something in particular. Nothing really sort of jumped out at mm. me uh, as being important from it. But he's talking about, like, you know, he realized, as he said that his 2018, he realized that, like, hey, man, winning doesn't always matter. Mm. You know, you, as long as you win and you have a championship. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't have, have, have to be a nice guy. don't nice have to guy. do whatever you want. You just need to be a champion. Exactly. And he said doesn't, like, doing the right thing doesn't matter, and he will be a champion in 2019. Didn't specify which championship, of course. And he said that his moment in the cage with Champa, and I love this as well. He said, like, that moment in the cha- cha- cage with Champa, he's going, DIY, DIY. It's like, I meant nothing. Mm. He essentially treated it like it was a one-night stand. Like, yeah. he had cheated on his girlfriend. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it meant nothing, though. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. It just happens. He's not calling him back. He's not. He's not. He's ghosting him. He is. He's not. He's breadcrumbing him, really. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, he said that he, he turns his attention to Ricochet and kind of says that he wants a North American championship mm-hmm. uh, championship shot instead. And that brings out Ricochet. And I like the crowd chanting, that's a champion. Yes. I thought that was really, really cool. But it was good as well because like, you know, the, the brilliance of this whole bit is, you know, he's saying it, it meant nothing. It didn't really matter. And he's like, but that thing that he said about me being the North American champion. I've been thinking about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. It's it's really good. It's I, I like it. I, I think it, it works perfectly. I did get. I think someone sent us a message on Discord to say that they really hated this sort of like this writing and they thought it was really lazy because it was mm. like that Gargano was treating it as nothing. But the key to it is is that it, it did mean something. Yes. But yeah. in his mind, he's like, no, 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 because I don't like Champa. Yes. Champa is there as the puppet master, mm. kind of you know he's the one that's pulling the strings. Joe Petto, as we called him last week, <laughs> and. Um, 
But he himself doesn't see that he's pulling the strings. He just thinks, oh, I still hate him. I'm still ridding yes. NXT of him. Whereas Tommaso Ciampa, they're going, like, <laughs> Johnny is still under the thrall of Tommaso Ciampa. Exactly. And he doesn't even realise it. And he, you know, he still thinks he's, he does actually, that's why you have to believe him when he says he still thinks he's the hero. Like, yeah. he genuinely does. Yep, absolutely. That's, I, lo- I love it. I think it's great. I just, I just, I think this is kind of, you know, this whole, I still hate you, but actually. I'm secretly a bit in love with you, kind yeah. of thing. It's you know, it's 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 a classic kind of uh, long-term frenemies storytelling kind of thing. It's great. It's the relationship I have with Andy Datsun. <laughs> um, Ricochet looks awesome in his suit, and he comes out and he says, "All's got going to have to do is ask." But he said, "You're going to come. You're going to ask me face to face, or you're going to kick me out in the parking lot it's behind my back." Mm. Ooh, Ooh, from the crowd. The thing is, if you take the title when you kicked him out in the parking lot, you're not technically the champion. No, stop. You know, that's what happened with Nikki Cross she just, <laughs> she just took the belt it doesn't, doesn't make sense and uh, yeah and uh, Ricochet says that he'll walk out of Phoenix as the champion this brings out Tommaso Ciampa and he starts kind of <clears> promo <throat> but Johnny Gargano because he doesn't like him just cuts him off and starts telling him to shut up and then Asta Black appears on the screen cuts a, uh, starts kind of promo and I thought to myself I smell a tag team match coming mm. and I thought but if it's a tag team match that means it's got to be Gargano and Ciampa surely yes DIY DIY and I was like oh hello Uh, and then like the lights go out and Black appears behind Ciampa and they get into a bit of a scuffle and Black tries to put him through the announcer's table which apparently aren't real tables according to Wally Davis they're not they're desks it's different (laughs) and they it's a different breed Luke sort of scurries away and then to Ricochet's uh, Ricochet's point earlier Johnny Gargano then attacked him yes. behind his back. So he didn't do it like a man. Like, a, like Ricochet asked him I mean, to Ricochet do. was facing the right way. Johnny turned around and kicked him. <laughs> but he was so distracted. Yes, absolutely. By yeah. Alistair Black's wonderful it was, it was a, it was a, It was a cheap shot. So, it was, yeah. yeah. Ricochet was looking around going like, God, his thighs. Look <laughs> at Alistair Black's thighs. Oh my God, I've been super kicked in the back. It's so nice to have him back. He's great. <laughs> he is lovely. How does I, he appear like that? I hope he doesn't get caught. I've all not been kicked. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we then got a tweet from William Regal that announced that uh, the Undisputed Era will face the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships at Phoenix. War, war, war. Lovely stuff. That Turns out be- he's not as mashed up yes. as, as we all thought. That really did feel like the last Sullivan or a broken major from that Alistair Black kick, which never connected in the mm. first place. Big whiff kick that he did. <laughs> then came uh, easily the best match of the whole night. Uh, it didn't start off particularly strong, but it got really, really great by yes, the end, yeah. which was Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. And I like this. It kind of felt like I saw one um, review that called this show um, just, you know, tying up all the loose ends. Yes. And that kind of felt this was because Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair have had a, a feud of sorts. They've had various mm. matches. They've sort of had interactions. And that felt like the sort of the blow off to that as Nikki Cross makes her way up to the main roster. Yeah. And we got that later in the show as well with Adam Cole and EC3. Is the, and this is the point to cement Bianca Belair as properly undefeated because the, the only question marks ever hanging over her streak yeah. is the fact that there has been a count out victory well, a count out, a double count out with mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, right? So, and and then um, the one that Alistair Black interrupted as well. So that was just thrown out. So that she had two matches with Nikki Cross that were unresolved. This mm-hmm. was the resolution. Yes, and she won lovely and clean. Um, so yeah, I, I, the show, I, the show, the match was kind of so-so to begin with. Yes, but it really kicked into a second gear, sort of about halfway through, and all of a sudden it became this like big, like back and forth match, and mm. like you got Nikki Cross. Excuse me, Nikki Cross doing something like her uh, finishing moves and her setup <coughs> finishing moves. 
and Bianca Belair just sort of scurrying away. There's a great spot where Nikki hit the perch. She nailed her with her finish, and Bianca Belair just rolls all the way yeah. across the ring to the outside. I guess because the perch is a rolling fisherman, she yeah. just carried, just carried on, on rising. Right. Wee! Yeah. And it was great. And then they had this moment. They did like some stuff on the on the the uh, ring apron, uh, ring apron on the the, the ramp. And then they got back in the ring. They barely got back in at mm-hmm. nine. And then they just had this stare off and got into this awesome hockey fight. Yes. It was really, really cool. I, I thought it was really good. I love this match. I thought there were some really cool spots. Like, And there was it was just a good showcase for Bianca Belair as well, yeah. heading into... I think she's had a few too many squash matches overall to like and, and she's fantastic and this proved it like she is crazy athletic yeah, yeah. like that gorilla press moonsault like that moonsault was like she had time on the way down to be like and now I land like, yeah. oh, it's, it's picture perfect unreal she's really good it's she funny is really really good because Apollo Crews does that exact same spot which is like he does the gorilla press and then he does the big sort of standing moonsault. And mm. you watch it on Polish Cruise, you're like, God, that's quite impressive, isn't mm. it? Because, you know, the size you are, you're a big bulky lad. That's very impressive. But when Bianca Belair does it, in theory, it shouldn't be as impressive because she is slighter. Mm. But yet you're like, God, it looks so much better. Yeah, it looks it so much she's better. Really and it looks good. genuinely more impressive. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really I just cool. think this is, you know, she's, she's obviously... That's the sort of athlete that has just taken to this like a fish to water. It's yeah. just yeah, she's un- she's unreal. Like she's she's got that same, and actually that's why I'm quite excited about the Shayna Baszler match because I think they are both people who've come from elsewhere, picked this up so quickly and so easily. I'm excited to see them as hot prospects for going to the main roster eventually. That they're going to have hopefully an amazing match yeah I'm really really looking forward to that match and that uh, the Phoenix card is already great with Undisputed Hero versus War Raiders that's going to be a mm-hmm. belting match Gargano versus Black no Gargano versus Black Champa versus Black Gargano versus, versus Ricochet. Ricochet like those three alone you're like that sounds amazing probably going to get Matt Riddle versus Cassie Sono maybe maybe yeah. we might and get that or we might get Keith Lee versus Cassie Sono well I think they're, ha- they're having a match next week, week. Yeah. yeah Um. and then you've got uh, this match of Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair I think mm. it's going to be wicked Really, really cool. Belair won by hitting the KOB, the Kiss of Belair, as mm. her finish. Not the greatest name for a, a finish. Is it KOB or KOD? Well, I, I I thought it was KOP at first. Yeah. So I, that's what I thought. And then um, McGuinness called it the Kiss of Belair. So which made me go like, oh, it's the KOB. But I thought it was like KOD, Kiss of Death, right? Mm. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Terrible well, name. I'd imagine Bianca Belair yeah. knows. Cool um, finisher. Bad name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll also come on to uh, not realising what a name is uh, very shortly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you had the same as me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't quite get that far. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I'm not sure if I got it. I was hoping you had it better than I did, but I think you've got it. Worse. I've got, I've got, I know what it is. I've looked it up recently. Yeah, okay. I looked it up afterwards. Um, but anyway, before we get to that, uh, backstage, Ollie and I said that um, Daniel Bryan's promo from SmackDown, where he was cutting the promo on hot dogs and, and plastic straws, where, and then he cut a fire promo later on in the <clears> show about mustard and stuff. Like, those were like the best promos. It was really, really great. And I was like, yeah, that probably is like the best promo of 2019. Whatever <laughs> that <laughs> is, <laughs> it's the total opposite of what Braun Strowman did on Raw, which was absolutely awful. Hey. Beastie boy. boy. It was like, it, like this was great. Why that don't you come amazing. down here and kiss me on my pretty mouth? <laughs> you sure do that, pretty mouth boy. And it's like, and we were like, okay, well, Daniel Bryan, he's the tippity top. He is the best promo. And then mm. the Street Profits came out, and I was like, no, they're the best promo. Bum, 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 I love this bum, bum, promo. Bum, bum. Oh, it was really great. good. It just like uh, it's it's that thing though of like um, 
I would say about like uh, Gallows and Anderson, it seems like they exist in their own world, right? They've mm-hmm. just they're just doing a bit, and you happen to interrupt it the whole yeah. time. Street profits are that like turned up to eleven. They're yeah. just always. I feel like they're just doing that hundreds of times a day mm-hmm. on their own, yeah. and we're just getting one of them. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's so good. It was, and it really did feel like this was like they did, they weren't asked to record. This. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they they just grabbed a cameraman, and said like, "Can you come over here? We're just going to improv some nonsense." <laughs> yeah. and then they rec- they called it, handed it to Triple H, who was like, "This is what we did with our day." Yeah, <laughs> like as that's why for half of it they're just running away, <laughs> and then they like run the other way. <laughs> it was like. It actually felt a lot like when you and I used to do skits, <laughs> and we were just like, I haven't got an ending for this. Yeah. Oh, just, stop, I'll just, walk. just stop talking. <laughs> and so, yeah, and it, it was, and it was just like them talk. It's weird. Like, Dawkins was doing a beat, and then Montez Ford started doing a rap, which just felt completely off the cuff, and it was great. He was basically doing a rap saying, it is 2019, yeah. or 2019. He's feeling fine. I'm going to stand up for a bit, or whatever it was. And then they start walking down the, the fake French quarters. That, mm. They had that big war games brawl in before war games. And just starts trying to open these fake doors to fake businesses. You go like, nope, this one doesn't work. Yeah. And look to the next one. Nope, not that one either. No more locked doors. No <laughs> more locked doors. No. And then they finally open one. It's like, ah, we've opened a door because we're opening doors to the tag team division yeah. and the championship. And you're like, this does this. On paper, none of this yeah. makes sense. But it was perfect. But I loved it. It's, I think it's because they just back each other up. Yeah. They just like it's like they're amazing friends because someone just starts saying something, the other one's like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> what he said doesn't. I don't understand it yet, but I'm sure I will when we repeat it three more times. No locked doors. Street profits never lost. And they gonna, never lost. We're gonna win. We're gonna win the tag team championships. Let's just challenge the undisputed era while we're here. <laughs> it was it was really really wonderful. I've seen a lot of people because I've I've always been quite high on the street profits. And I've seen some people going like I don't like him it's a, it's a bad stereotype gimmick and this and the other it's a, a lot of people say like it's crime time for a new generation which I think mm. is very, I think is slightly unfair what I would say about Street Profits and why I really like them is that this feels like if you were to just run into them on the streets this is what they would be like yeah they're very they're very charismatic guys and I think this this just proves it it's not like they're being forced to be like try and do this thing that you're not necessarily good at like try and they're not trying to be thugs they're not trying to be like whatever they're just trying to be funny yeah. and doing it in a way that they seem to like I don't there's nothing about this that I feel like they've been told this is what you're like yes they're just doing what they do and it happens to fit the street profits that, that's that's where I come in as well like I, I really do feel that like if you did a shoot interview with these guys 10 years down the line mm. they would just sound like this well, it's like New Day when you meet yes. when you meet New Day they're the exact same in real life as they mm-hmm. are on WWE they're television they're not characters they're not characters they're just doing themselves they're like super hyper yeah great stuff thought it was brilliant uh, then we got a tag team match with uh, the newly formed, although they have been on NXT UK, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, Italy and Germany, joining mm-hmm. forces to take on... The Axis. I, I've called... Uh, well, I, I got one of the guys who was called Watts. Yes, uh, he was called Stanley Watts. Stanley Watts. I think his other wrestling... From what I saw on Twitter, is Perfecto. Is that the rest of the okay. name? Perfecto. Uh, and the other man, uh, you've written down a rude word. I have. There's, you've written down the C word followed by man. I've written down Cutsman. Yeah, it was Kunzman. Kunzman. I've written down Cutsman, which uh, does make him sound like a Mega Man baddie. Mm. Cuts, but it's Cutsman. Cut yeah, Cutsman. Um, so, yeah. So what was his name? Kunzman. Kunzman. Cool. So it was Watson oh. Kunzman uh, against uh, Eichner and Bartel. Uh, this match, considering that this was... Um, an act that you're trying to introduce as like a new tag team versus two rando jobbers. Jobby McJobbersons. Jobby yeah. McJobbersons. This went so much longer than I thought it would. 
Like I had time. I mm. it might be, and this might be my fault. It might be because I did pause it halfway through to go make a cup of tea. <laughs> so by the time I got back with my cup of tea, it did make the match feel like it was longer than it should have been. Mm. But still, I did think this match this match did go longer than I was expecting. It definitely went longer than I was expecting, and I think also. The jobbers got more offensive than just? I was expecting. I that was think a- Fabian Eichner did a single thing. Every time yeah. he tried to move, the other lad was reversing it. I loved it though. I thought it was great. Yeah. I just thought it just it, it just it's nice to see guys who even though you don't know if their name is a naughty word or not, like it's nice to see them have a fair shout and like actually do some stuff and still the I don't think Eichner and Bartel came out of it looking any weaker for having a good match that people were excited. I I'm one of those people who I don't really like squash matches. I just don't think... I think, like, one or two is fine, but then once you get past... Because there's sometimes when NXT, admittedly, is, like, three squash matches back-to-back, and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> can I watch any more squash matches? This was a nice way to do a match where two people come out looking strong and some other people get to do some cool stuff that makes the crowd go, wow, he jumped really high. Yeah. Like, because, my God... That pop-up power did, bomb. Did, did what jump incredibly high he got some air <laughs> yeah, on that pop up power bomb he just went Vroom. yeah just about to wait for him to come back yeah. down but then his, his, his series of kicks were amazing the Inziguri the step up Inziguri oh it was, it was great he was very cool sign uh, that man he's fun yeah and they, like, they even did a hot tag spot in this squash match in mm. this jobber squash match the jobber's got a hot tag and hope spot it was really bizarre uh, I don't think Eichner is as good as Bartel is my only real notes from this match I, I think, think this Bartel is, is like this is placeholder though isn't it this is wait, we're, we're waiting for Walter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this we are like, waiting for Walter this felt like, like Bartel is kind of like like they, they put these two together because Bartel's so good and they want Eichner to be just as good so they're like mm. well, can you learn off this guy yeah. for a little bit can you osmosis talent exactly yeah. Eichner's pretty good he's alright he, uh, he's, he's got a yeah. good he's, he's got an amazing power game Yes. My God, he's strong. But I, I'm, I really like Bartel. And the finish was cool, which was mm. a, a powerbomb into a German suplex, which I thought was quite nice. Oh, that looked awful as well, didn't it? Like That looked so painful. Yeah, really. Because he really was like, it was quite a delay on it as well. Yeah. So like, actually, uh, Bartel went down. Was it Eichner? Did the... Eichner does the powerbomb, Bartel yes, does yes. the, so the I, suplex. Yeah, so Bartel's like suplex, a bit of a delay, and he went down hard first, yeah. and the other guy just went... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was the tiny man as well, so... It's, uh, it's <laughs> another tag team in an already stacked roster of tag teams. Yeah, I think this was just a showcase match. I don't... Are these guys... Because is Bartel signed to NXT UK and Eichner I, signed to NXT? I th- I'm pretty the, sure Bartel's an NXT signee because he's been on NXT before. He but has, I, I know yeah. these two have been tagging together on NXT UK, so they might. this might, as you say, a showcase match, but more for the NXT UK tag team division mm. than it is for NXT... America, North America. I think NXT UK could do with them as like a as a tag team. Yes, going over there. Uh, we then got Kathy Kelly backstage uh, announcing that both Champa and Black have been removed from Full Sail because they're too dangerous. And then Ricochet starts walking past, and she chases up to him to ask about Gargano's actions from earlier. And he says that all the respect he had for Johnny Gargano has been super kicked away. <laughs> Good work, Rick. Um, so super kick sounds silly when you say someone's done it to you, though, doesn't yeah. it? It's like. He super kicked all of that away. Oh, he feet triggered me. And it was <laughs> yeah. really unfair. He absolutely power bombed all the hope out of me. So one of the NXT loud theme songs is by mm. a, uh, someone called Poppy. I'll find out. I don't know. But it is Googling good. live on air. Well, I, I looked her up on Spotify. So I've, she is called Poppy. And the song is called X. Um, they did announce another one as well, but I, I couldn't really. One of her songs is just called I'm Poppy. 
Wow. I mean, it's probably a good introduction song mm. to her. I don't know if they showed the best part of this song. And, I, and I, I was so curious that I did go to Spotify. Perhaps this was their intention all along. So I went to Spotify to check it out. It, it's a bit baby metalish, but I am 101 years old. So I, I, I can't <laughs> really like I, I don't discover music anymore. It's what mm. I've learned about myself. I, uh, I, I just they have the artists that I like and then that's pretty much about it and I, there was a period in time when I was a teenager that I used to spend hours poring over like new artists and stuff mm. like in magazines and whatnot and then going down to the shops because you had to in those days go down to the shops and buy albums and then sort of try them out nowadays now that I've got the unlimited like disposal of music at my at my fingertips <laughs> I'm like no I'm just going to listen to Faith No More again I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. listen to more Rage I just, I just listen to what Spotify tells me to listen to yeah. and the Spotify only tells me to listen to Paul Simon at the moment, so I just listen to Paul Simon over and over again. I think it says a lot about my music, my my, my inability to find new music. When of all people, Ollie Davis is recommending me a band to listen to. Mm. Ollie Davis, a man who I reckon, if you tested him, could not name you ten bands. Like in history, of time, he would say Weezer, The Beatles, and then he'd get stuck. <laughs> and he's the one who's recommending me music no. now. Have you heard of this band called Real Big Fish, Luke? (laughs) (laughs) That one I actually have heard of. Yeah, yeah, they uh, then showed a replay of Matt Riddle beating Cassius Ono last week with the Bro Mission. And then I've written Sarah Schreiber. Yes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Nice, I got it right. She was backstage with Keith Lee, uh, best friend of of Matt Riddle, about like this attack because Cassius Ono then attacked Riddle after the match, as we recovered last week. And he says that uh, what Ono did was unsettling, and next week he's going to teach Ono some respect, and he will bask in his glory. I want Keith Lee to do a documentary voiceover. Oh, He's yeah. got such a good voice. Unbelievable. Totally right. Like, when they did the Monday Night so, War documentary. So, it's so calming as well. Maybe maybe I just want him to do, like, a, a relaxation tape. That would yes, be nice. Like, a it. Keith Lee sort of, like, audio book that I can listen to before I go to bed. I'll, be, I'll send him a text. Oh, yeah, please. Like, can you get him to, Yeah, that'd be great. If he could just make whale sound for me. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> He would make well so you'd hear Final Fantasy VII in the background. That'd be the problem of it. Um, but yeah, they, with Keith Lee, and it might just be because they've got the same name, but WWE Network, when it first launched, they had a documentary series called The Monday Night War where they sort of chronicled mm. the, the uh, Raw versus Nitro thing. And that was narrated by Keith Davids. Oh, and right. it was like a perfect fit. Because mm. Keith Davids done a lot of voiceover work for WWE and it's like, God, Keith Davids got a cool voice. Mm. Maybe now they're not doing anything with Keith Davids anymore, just get Keith Lee to step in. Yeah, or put Keith Lee on commentary. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear a very calming commentary over the top of wrestling matches. And it, now yeah. the Canadian Destroyer. It would be like the old days of NXT when <laughs> William Regal was doing commentary. Yeah. Bloody love that match. That was very nice. That was absolutely cracking there. Yeah, that was an excellent fall. As you can see, just did. as you can see, the neck breaker applied there with some rigor. I am stunned at what has transpired <laughs> in front of our eyes. Today. That was an incredibly close two count. <laughs> It's like Gary Barlow when he was on The X Factor. <laughs> that was the most amazing act I've ever seen. Honestly, it nearly brought me to tears. <laughs> if my robot eyes had tear ducts. <laughs> my robot eyes. They would, they would be watering now. Uh, the main event of the show, however, was EC3 versus Adam Cole Bebe um, uh, of the Undisputed Era. And this has kind of like been building for a, a few weeks or so because EC3 beats Adam Cole in mm-hmm. a match despite interference from the Undisputed Era. And I've written O'Reilly, but was it Fish? He beat one of them. He beat Fish. Was it Fish? It was oh, Fish. Okay, I got my note wrong there. I have written O'Reilly brackets, or was it Fish? I think it was, it was Fish, wasn't it? Because it was like Bobby Fish's return to the ring almost, it might wasn't have been, it? Yeah. yeah. 
but after yeah. the War Games match, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole, right at the start, does his Bay Bay spot. Like, he, he does the Adam Cole Bay Bay. And then Arthur's pointing goes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> really I love Adam Cole. Laugh. There was a great bit as well when he, he dumps uh, EC3 into the steps and he gets yeah. back in the ring and he goes, he spends a lot of time doing the sort of like celebratory poses. Yeah. It's really funny. I don't have a lot of notes about the actual match itself, but I do have notes about what Adam Cole did in between the moves yeah. and what everyone else was shouting on the outside. Bobby was- Fish was <laughs> Bobby f- so funny. The Rob- best bit when he, he did it, he tried to do a move and he went, "I like that idea, Cole." <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. There was a spot where he got his foot on the ropes and he just goes, stay by the ropes. Stay by the ropes. Good good move, Adam. (laughs) When when really obviously he was setting up for the last shot, O'Reilly was just going, yeah, last shot. Yeah, last shot. Great idea. (laughs) They're so good. Like, I want them mic'd up for the matches. I want them mic'd up. Let's ditch McGuinness and Ronaldo. (laughs) Like, just for this match, like, just have, let's just listen to what Undisputed Era is saying. It's so great. So funny. Uh, EC3 did get a couple idea. of EC3 did get a couple of spots in here, like he ducked uh, and, and he hit reverse German suplex in a lariat after Adam Cole tried to hit the last shot. Uh, but Adam Cole eventually hit the Ushiguroshi. Um, uh, EC3 power bombed him off the back of that, and then all three guys tried to get in the ring, and EC3 fought them off. But Adam Cole super kicked him, hit the last shot, and won. So little send off there for EC3 mm. as he uh, bids adieu for the main roster. A I- Interesting send-off as well because the commentary didn't really know what to make of it. A few times they were like, uh, "We don't know how long he's sticking around for, really." Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like he's uh, maybe he wants a title shot. Yeah, don't know. Just in case. I mean, they just said he's on his way. Vince, uh, take some time. I don't. Don't will, know what on his Will way he be around be. next time we tape something? I don't really. I don't really yeah, know. He very well could be. Because he might they, be sticking around. He yeah. might. Yeah. Could be at the Rumble. We don't know. Perhaps just. No one tells us anything. No. And then uh, EC3 was being beaten down by the Undisputed Era after the match. And then the War Raiders ran down. Uh, my spot of the night, though, was when um, Riley and Roderick Strong set up to do total elimination. Mm. And <laughs> Hanson cartwheeled out, out of the way. And then you just went, Yatta! <laughs> and they did, hey. the, they did the move where they go, a ball. <laughs> It was wonderful. It was really fun. And then uh, Roe powerbombed uh, and slammed Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong at mm. the same time because he is super strong. And they ripped they... the dog tags off O'Reilly as well at one yeah. point, didn't they? And uh, then they did their finish uh, and sort of sent them all packing, a bit worried because they might lose their tag team championships at mm. TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, it, was, it wasn't the most newsworthy show. It's, I, I feel like with NXT, the, sort of the best way to rate a show is like, should you go out of your way to watch it? Yes. And I would say probably not this week. No, like I think if, you can catch up on the catch up on Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross and the rest of it you can just watch highlights of. Maybe, maybe the Street Profits promo. Like you find yeah. find that on YouTube. That's fun but it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's it, it, unimportant the Street Profits promo ultimately, but very funny. Very very funny. If you need like to be entertained, like if you've got a if you've got 2 minutes while you're trying to make a cup of tea or something, search out on YouTube and just watch it then, but don't load up the network for it. That's probably mm. what I would say. So, a perfectly fine episode of it. I think also just perfectly fine in lieu of the last couple of episodes that we've had where, you know, we've had the, the steel cage match and we've had all these other, like, really big, interesting spots that have happened. So, this does just feel like a slight come down before we start to ramp up again. Yeah. And heading into Phoenix. And, better than last week's, mm. hour shorter, more <laughs> matches. Hey. Less recap packages. What, you know. Hey, what more could you ask for? Hmm. Show with Ollie and try an outro with him on Monday did or in, Tuesday rather. Did indeed. How did you find it? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost 
completely unstructured, but yeah, fine. <laughs> so it was good. <laughs> yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was perfectly fine. It was. A lot I, of can't, I have no idea what we talked about. I can't remember. There was a lot of messing around. Yeah, uh, you did talk about uh, Pokemon, obviously. Oh yes, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. King of games. Yeah. Um, I uh, I actually got to play a Switch for the first mm. time the other day on Monday because you let me play on yours. Yes. Yeah. Because I'd I'd finished for the day, and Ollie said you could go home, but we were going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Indeed. So, so you had to stick around for two more. You had to stick around for two more hours while I was sat there doing work because I can't head to Dan's early. <laughs> They're not there. Yeah, absolutely. Other, I mean, otherwise I'd have just had to go. I mean, it could have been worse. I would have gone to the pub essentially mm. the, at the end of their road. How did you find the switch? I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Very comfy to hold. Mm-hmm. It's very intuitive to play as well. Um, and I played Smash Brothers mm. Ultimate. That was cool. That's the one. Yep, played that. Had a whale of a time. Very good. It's a great game. I, so I, good. I, I, I just like played sort of just like random battles against you know three computer characters mm. or select a random, and I would just like go through and just see like the characters that I would have never have played as before, like the the two Belmonts, um, Sonic, uh, Incineroar. And, yeah, well, yeah, I actually got that through uh, Rando. Um, who else did I, I play as? Uh, Sonic, he's great. Very much enjoyed mm. playing him. And Pac-Man's very good as well. Mega Man's all right. I hate Sonic. Yeah? What's wrong with Sonic? Just my brother's very good as him. So it's really... <laughs> it's very annoying. We did a, we did, um, we played it on the weekend. And we played Smashdown, the mode where you get the whole roster for the game and then you choose your characters and then the next time you come back to the menu, they're locked out. Mm-hmm. So then you can only pick from the remaining roster and you keep going and keep going and keep going until you run out of people and someone's always left over like unless yeah. you've got yeah someone's generally speaking always left over but yeah. and it's peach yeah it's well no, actually someone picked peach oh, yeah. i think in our one it was someone's it was like robin or someone silly it was not there shouldn't be any reason but it becomes a tactical game in which sometimes you pick someone who's not your pick so someone else can't have them mm. so i picked little mac because my brother's very good as little mac one of his friends picked young link because that's my character and we went through like that with like quite yeah. a few different things. So like, so there's lots of that sort of picking. Fortunately, I'm also my main forever has been Fox. So no one likes Fox. It turns <laughs> out in this group. So I got to play as Fox, mm-hmm. also Wolf, because yep. he's basically the same, same and also Falco. Also the so same I was like, perfect. This is great. I know everything that's happening. Yeah. So I, I, it took me a little while to kind of get back into the groove of playing it mm. because I, I, can't, I haven't played a Smash Brothers game since. I did play the Wii one for a bit, but certainly not as much as I played mm. uh, Melee. So, uh, yeah, it took me a little while to get back into it after, like, my, my long hiatus. Mm. Also because it's, well. it, because it's actually, it's actually one of the more similar, like, you know, they slowed it down at Brawl as mm. well, and they added in the tripping and all the things that people didn't really like, and then... For they've sort of slightly ramped the speed back up to almost the melee kind of speed. Added a few new things like uh, directional air dodges, all this kind of stuff, like perfect parries, which is wicked. It's really good, yeah. really accessible, proper fighting game. Yeah, I had a lot, a lot of fun playing it. I had more fun playing that than I did on my day off um, when I got really frustrated playing Castlevania mm. on the NES. Because I can't beat that game. So I've been, why I've been did you play that game for thirty years and I still can't bloody beat it? But then you bought the updated uh, the, the Requiem pack, which is yeah. Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood, right? Yep. So you bought that and you played Castlevania One. Y- yes, there's a reason for that. My, um, my, my wife was at home mm. and she wanted to watch Netflix. Right. So okay. I didn't have access to my PS4. Uh, so I got to play Symphony of, Night, Symphony of the Night for a bit. Y'all need a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, she was using uh, she was using Netflix. Mm. So I didn't have my 
PS4 available. Otherwise, I might have played actually. I might have actually booted up Spider Man, which I haven't Ooh. done for some time. Uh, so instead, I played Quackshot and Castlevania. Very and nice. I enjoyed playing both of them, but I found them also equally frustrating because because I, I, I can't beat Castlevania. It's like my life's goal is to beat this, mm. and I keep watching like. I watch like experts playing it and sort of like trying to pick up on their tactics and stuff. And they make it look so easy. Like if you went on watch like a speed run of Castlevania, mm. they just managed to like go through it and you're like, I get everything you're doing. Mm. I totally get the principle. There are two buttons. Yeah. There are three buttons that I need to know. Why can't I do this? It makes me so sad because yeah. I put thirty I haven't even finished it yet. I've I've been playing Hollow Knight last year. Thirty hours I put into Hollow Knight. And I watched the end of the awesome game, the the games done quick yeah. thing that's been going on. Is what's it? Is a, 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 a well, it's games done quick? But there's there um, winter events is awesome games done quick. Awesome games done quick. So yeah, I've been watching bits of that. The end of their Hollow Knight one, they were against the last boss. They were going for the perfect ending. So you beat. There's a boss that you beat, and then there's a secret second boss. They get on the secret second boss that does double damage. They go down to one bit of health they take one more hit it is game over the guy just go, the, one of the guys watching goes so what's the thing about healing are we healing and, he, and the guy playing just goes nah not at all Boom, I win and it's, I was like what 30 hours it took me it took him an hour and a half I was like how yeah I know right it's unbelievable it is impressive I really do like watching the speedrun stuff if it's mm. a game I'm interested in well right. this was amazing as well because like you know I've watched the Celeste one which made me thoroughly depressed as well because Celeste took me so blooming long to beat but at least with Celeste they're doing like glitches and yes. cheats to get well not cheats but they're you know they're glitching their way through to go they're through faster they're manipulating the game yes absolutely yeah. but Hollow Knight he was just playing it like really well <laughs> and I was just like it, it's mad yeah that's because uh, they did Doom last year the, the remake mm. they did of Doom and I was actually really disappointed because I was looking forward to that run but it was all just a glitch-based thing of just like, if you manage to jump up here, you can jump out of the map and you can essentially just run along and then just drop yourself down into the yeah. end point. And it's sort of like completed in 17 minutes. What I would have rather have watched is someone just being excellent at the game. Just really fast. And just, yeah. and just getting through it really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. So and that's so, our, our notes for speedrunners. Yeah, <laughs> Less glitches, more be good. Yeah, more be good. <laughs> I don't mind it so much in Mega Man when they do the relay races. Mm. Um, but like the, they did a Mario relay race a couple of years ago. Which was uh, Mario, Mario Lost Levels, Mario Two, Three, and Super Mario World mm-hmm. as a as a relay race, and it's brilliant to watch. It's absolutely fascinating because none of that is based around glitches or like manipulating the game. It's just everyone being very very good at the games mm. and just trying to be the fastest one. And it's great watching like the different like people telling me it's brilliant to watch. Search for it on YouTube. It's really really good. Mm. Um, but more interestingly. Um, at least for people who like the board game part of this um, <laughs> and we'll have to go through this quite quickly because we need to get out of here but you play Keyforge I did play Keyforge I'm so uh, we've, we've talked about it briefly um, but how was your experience playing Keyforge it is a wonderful game I really really like it I thought it was um, uh, it's very interesting and there's definitely like there's obviously the potential I think to be immensely frustrated by this game because you obviously buy a deck mm-hmm. it's a complete deck you can't change it all the cards are like have custom backs so you know they're all part of that deck yep you're not really allowed to mix it to make a better deck you just have to work what you've got and there are definitely from playing it how so the idea in the game when you play cards sorry on your turn there's three houses in your deck and there's nine overall in the game i think so there'd be like uh the shadows who are like thieves and they steal the resource that you use to forge your keys you have to forge three keys to win the game 
There are the Brobnar, who are like big monster guys. Mm -hmm. There's Dis, who just mess with your opponent. All this kind of stuff. Some of them are counterintuitive to the other ones. So I played one deck that was uh, Logos, who are card draw, but low-cost, like low-power minions. Mars, which are very high-power minions, but take a couple of turns to be ready to do anything with. And then... um, Brobnar, which hurts its own minions when it comes in. Mm-hmm. So trying to play low power minions to get more card draw, but then trying to then summon Brobnar, which hurt the low power minions on your side of the board, yeah. while then also trying to play high cost minions that have to wait ages. I just couldn't get it to work. Yeah. Whereas the deck that I bought, I lost my first game to someone who's played it a lot, and I was like, okay, well, fair enough. And then we played with the same decks again, and the second round I won with my deck so I was like okay well I get I now understand that this my deck was very much like I just take all of your resources yeah and that's what it's kind of it's it's jam wasn't that you really had to do anything you just tried to get board control and then just stole from them the Mm -hmm. whole time which is the perfect way to play the game for me (laughs) I love doing the least legwork yeah yeah (laughs) but it's 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 really really fun it's like it's got that same sort of vibe as um smash up I think because it, it just makes you feel like you just have to work with what you've got and you don't like I think probably also because I don't really know the decks but I just feel like you know you're not sitting there going oh I wish this was happening or I had this card or whatever 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 you just go well this is what I've got and I've just got to try and make this work at this exact time yeah we need to play Smash Up next week actually because I've got mm. my expansion pack that works yes out. Um, so uh, is Keyforge Laurie Blake recommended it is Laurie Blake recommended I highly recommend it it's quite cheap Like, I mean I think it's fairly cheap to get into like buying a deck is 8 quid isn't it 8 quid or something in the UK so yeah. do some maths and make that American uh, but yeah like I think it's really Based fun on the pound I think it's about $30 because yeah. even if you didn't even if you didn't have you know even if you didn't have anyone to play it with that you knew who had a deck just buy two decks and yeah. give one to someone else and just have a have a crack because it's really, really good fun. It's, the ma- it's Magic the Gathering with a much lower buy-in. And not for pricks. So that is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. That's all we've got time for on this episode. Uh, we, Myself and Ollie will be back on the Saturday episode of Wrestle Ramble where we're going to be talking about AEW and all the excitement that's coming out of that as, long as, your, as well as your crap gimmicks and mailbag questions. Uh, but we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.